SAFM Headspace. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. Now we're moving on to our next conversation with Patrick Craven, President Cyril Ramaphosa. And I, I, I love the name Matamela, please forgive me. He has signed into law the National Minimum Wage Bill. His office said on Monday, part of efforts by the government to tackle wage inequality in Africa's most industrialized economy. And that would be us. The South African Federation of Trade Unions reiterates its view that the minimum level of 20 rand an hour is far below what any human being should have to live on. So uh, they condemn or it condemns millions of workers and their families to government sanctioned poverty and which is a harsh statement if you ask me and we do have uh, Saftu spokesperson Patrick Craven. Patrick Craven, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Um, this bill a bad thing or a good thing? A bad thing. Okay. I'm quite clear on that and I think you've already summed up the main problem, mm. it, it legitimizes and entrenches poverty for thousands, tens of thousands, in fact, of workers, some of whom may have been earning slightly less, but that no way justifies giving government approval to a wage of 20 rand an hour, which is still poverty. Even if you work a full month, which a lot of workers won't, of course, 20 rand an hour will work out at 3,500 rand. Three years ago, academic experts calculated what should be regarded as the poverty line, below which no one should live. And they said then that it should be 4,125. And after three years, that figure realistically is now more like uh, 5,000. And yet the government is proposing what would be 3,500. That is still poverty. And the people who voted for this uh, law in Parliament, most of them wouldn't dream of living on as little as that. Yeah. And I, I think that reflects the huge inequalities in our society. Uh, many are arguing that it is a th- something. Um, does that not matter to you? No, we think better than nothing is a very, very poor argument. Uh, sometimes when trade unions are bargaining, they're forced to settle for less than they would like to, uh, which is unfortunate, but quite unavoidable sometimes. But that's entirely different from a government legislating uh, a level of income which uh, is completely unacceptable, Mm. particularly uh, given that we are the most unequal society in the world. How can we justify the workers? And let's never forget it's the workers who produce the wealth of the country through their labor. Why should they be expected to live on that when the people they work for live on, in some cases, uh, more than a thousand times as much uh, and take that for granted? In some extreme cases, it's even higher than that. It's uh, a completely skewed uh, distribution of wealth and is totally unjustified. So what are you proposing, that they take it back? Yes, we want, uh, we want a national minimum wage, let's be clear on that, but we want it to be a living wage. And uh, we believe that the, uh, the wage that was um, put forward by the Marikana workers uh, six years ago of 12,500 mm. was a much better uh, figure than what we're being offered now. In fact, of course, 
over those years, even that is now worth probably far less than it would have been at that time. But that uh, would be enough to provide workers for a decent life for their family. Yeah. Be able to have a proper house, to educate their children, um, to have one or two luxuries, to be able to take holidays. These are things which the uh, the richer people in South Africa just take for granted. Yeah. And yet to expect people to live without them, um, which they would on 20 rand an hour, which basically will cover no more than the basic necessities of staying alive. Yeah, yeah. All right. So when when, when we um, listen to some of the reports out there, we hear that plus minus, what, six million workers will now start earning a little less than 3,700 rand, uh, which is more than any amount that they used to earn before. Um, again, isn't that a good thing that now 6, 000, 6 million people now have 3,700 rand every month? Even if it did lead to an improvement for some people, it will be such a small improvement that it will make very, very little difference to their lives. But we mustn't forget that uh, many thousands of workers are not going to get this uh, minimum wage. Uh, farm workers, domestic workers, and workers on expanded public works programs uh, were originally, in the original bill, going to get a much lower minimum. But even that has now been postponed. They won't get anything extra on the 1st of January. And they are very, very important workers. Uh, farming produces our food. We can't, the economy couldn't live without them, and yet we expect them to live on even less than 20 rand an hour. The same with domestic workers, who have so many rich people rely on day in, day out, and yet expect them to live in uh, the most appalling conditions. Um, also, of course, there's no guarantee that even those workers who are entitled yeah. will actually get it. Because, uh, first of all, employers can apply for an exemption. And I'm sure there won't be any shortage of employers trying to get away with that, yeah. saying they can't afford it. And others, quite frankly, I just think will ignore this law, particularly the ones who just hire people on a daily basis yeah. for peace jobs. Uh, who's going to check what they're paying at the end of the day? Yeah. A lot of them, I'm sure, will still get far less. I want to open the lines for you in case somebody would like to join the conversation. This is your opportunity to do so. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. You're listening to The Headspace. We are in conversation with Patrick Craven, spokesperson of Soft. Do He speaks to us, giving us some perspective, at least their perspective. I'd like to hear your perspective as a South African. 0891-104-207. And those who prefer to send text messages, send them to 40938. 40938. And each text will cost you one rent fifty. One text reads this one from from B. Ah, one from B. It reads the labor and related laws, AABE, uh, equity bill, mining charter, shared ownership, uh, threat of expropriation without compensation, all leech money from and parasitic parasitize on the investor. Uh, with these laws intact, forget job creation. Okay, or creating investment. Okay, forget job creating investments. That's B. Would you like to respond to that, Patrick? Yeah, I'm not at all sure what the, <laughs> what the, the question really is. 
um, he's suggesting that all these laws, including the one that has been signed into uh, law now, this bill has been signed into law, they will be killing job creating, got job creation. No, we uh, we don't believe that at all. Uh, it's possible that the the minimum wage bill will actually uh, lead to fewer jobs because employers will, in many, in some cases, simply say, well, if we can't pay poverty wages, we're not going to pay any wages. Um, so um, if we are serious about creating jobs, then we should look at, uh, at what I've already described as a living minimum wage. Yeah. Because one of the problems with poverty wages, it's very bad for economic growth. Because if people haven't got enough money to buy things in shops, then obviously... There's less of a market for those goods, so not so many get produced. Workers are then laid off, unemployment rises, and you get into a vicious circle of poverty, uh, low demand for goods, and therefore low uh, demand for workers to produce goods. A living wage, and uh, a few years ago in Brazil, this was tried, and uh, briefly at least worked. The economy boomed, unemployment fell, because the government increased the uh, the minimum wage by a substantial amount to um, above what was then regarded as poverty, and it had a beneficial effect. And uh, business are completely uh, two-faced on this issue. They talk about uh, low economic growth and uh, squeezing their profits, and yet they fail to appreciate that it's the workers, both workers at work who produce the goods and deliver the services which they then make a profit out of but the workers at home and in the shops who buy the goods um, and therefore create more demand and in the long run will create far more jobs because more money will be spent but that seems to be completely lost on South African investors who are purely concerned with their short-term profit and if they think that paying higher wages will reduce those profits, then they'll say no and find every possible way to um, to uh, pay even less to their workers. All right. I want to play a voice note and then let's see what it says, and we'll give you an opportunity to respond to that as well. Finas, voice note. I know on a minimum wage, um, I, I support the move by the president and the <clears throat> African National Congress. You know the problem with SAFTU is that uh, they 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 don't understand that this um, just the the beginning of greater things to come. And I thought maybe they will support this and encourage their members. What 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 is what I've realized that is lacking out of the document is the uh, is the moratorium to say after maybe three or four years we'll come back and renegotiate if i remember well that is only thing that is leaking because it can't be um for a long time it should be reviewed um eddie from Stress. thank you very much yeah got it eddie would you like to respond to that mr graven yes first of all we would have to ask why hasn't it already been reviewed um th- those figures of uh 20 rand 18 rand for farm workers, 15 for domestic workers, were agreed two years ago. Even now, they can uh, they can buy far less than they could because of all the increases in uh, VAT, fuel, fuel levy, 
um, and other rising costs. And we're not confident that the, the increases each year will uh, make any fundamental difference because the committee, which will be uh, deciding whether to increase the minimum wage, will be made up exactly the same sort of people who agreed these rates in the first place. So they may be reluctantly compelled to at least recognize the effect of inflation. But uh, the the chance of a real improvement in real terms of what your money can buy is very, very slim. And we believe it's not the beginning of something good. It's going to be the continuation of something very bad, which is... Poverty wages. Okay. Another text message from, is it Peter from Eitenach? He says, Hi Naya, what must I say to a person who comes to my business pleading to work just for his family to have something to eat? I have sufficient staff and cannot afford to employ more. Now if I give him some work just as a humanitarian, a gesture, a humanitarian gesture, I'm breaking the law now. That's a question mark. Would you like to respond to Peter? Yes, I think, unfortunately, that is uh, getting to the heart of the problem. Wages are low precisely because the workers are so desperate. They will uh, accept almost nothing. But those workers are not likely to be any better off because, as I mentioned, if an employer can get away with employing somebody uh, for less than the minimum, they will do so. And, in fact, it will be the workers who are getting the minimum wage, who are then likely to lose their jobs precisely because people are so desperate. Uh, But that requires a much more fundamental change in the way our society runs than simply uh, minimal increases in poverty wages. It requires a fundamentally different uh, distribution of wealth from the the rich minority and the, uh, the poor majority. And that can only be done, we believe, by government action to actually uh, take over the big financial and commercial institutions into public ownership so that they can be run for the benefit of the people, the workers with higher wages, the consumers by giving them uh, a better choice of goods at better prices, and the country as a whole by injecting uh, money into the economy and promoting growth, greater demand for goods and services, which will then set up uh, a... um, a virtuous circle of improving conditions, but something which is going to be absolutely impossible when the economy is ruled by people who are only interested in making quick profits uh, for themselves um, and as big a profit as quickly as possible. Okay. Let's play another voice note for you. Finis. I and I am willing to be weighing on the minimum wage bill. I think the government's idea was good. The only problem with it is that the timing of signing of the bill was at the wrong time. The reason why I'm saying so, it took time to pass this bill into law. And by that time, inflation was not as it is now. So when the president signed the bill into law now, he did not consider all those facts. He just considered that the bill had passed through the normal channels and it's time to sign it. Hence, it has got a consequence to the lowly paid people who are going to benefit from this, uh, from this uh, minimum wage.
so the problem was the timing okay. otherwise the idea was good i am willing deben all right willie i hear you the timing is bad perhaps you've answered yourself because bills like any other piece of legislation it has a course to take whether it's parliament or the national council of provinces and so forth up until the president so there's a process for any bill to take or to go through before it becomes law. This one is coming to effect next year, actually, not even in December, on the 1st of January 2019. Let's have Mr. Craven respond to you, Willie. Mr. Craven. Yeah, I agree the timing is bad. And it's if reports are correct, it would have been taken even longer if uh, pressure had not been put on the president by Kasatu, who were one of the people who supported this minimum wage. Yeah. I think it indicated that they were becoming extremely embarrassed and probably under pressure from their own members Mm. uh, who were saying, well, when on earth is this going to be introduced? And I can only suspect that uh, the president was coming under pressure from the other side Mm. and employers who wanted him to delay it as long as possible and ultimately had to take a decision. But uh, the point about inflation is absolutely correct. Yeah. 20 rand an hour... Uh, on the 1st of January 2019 is not 20 rand an hour at the end of uh, 2016 yeah. when these figures were first approved. Correct. <laughs> All right. So if they were to be revised at least for next year, um, give you an example, uh, a hypothetical example, would that be satisfactory to you? Re- revise uh, to the inflation levels of 2019, for example. Would that be satisfactory to you? It would be the absolute minimum. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be an improvement at all. If it's purely inflation. But that's the very nature of the bill. You're no better off anyway. What we want to see is uh, real improvements. If they're at all serious, and we have doubts as to whether they are, particularly on the business side, and they actually want to improve the living standards of the poor, then that the increases have to be above inflation. Otherwise, there's no really improvement at all. But remember, it's um, called the minimum wage bill. It's not the living wage bill. If we can agree that it is an absolute minimum based on the inflation, the current inflation levels, if, if we agree it might happen in 2019, I don't know. If it happens for 2019 and the numbers used are for 2019, that would be a relevant minimum wage bill as the name dictates. Yeah, and the president himself at one point, actually conceded that this was not a living wage. Correct. But that, in our view, makes it even worse. Yeah. If, if, he, if he recognizes that people cannot be expected to live on that wage, why on earth is he pushing this? And clearly it reflects, I think, his business background. He's come to think like the employers who are under this mistaken impression that uh, if only they could uh, uh, have even cheaper labor then they would be more successful, which is, of course, nonsense. Uh, In the very short run, it might help them, but in the long run, the economy will uh, sink even further into recession if workers are paid even less. And um, even 20 rand an hour will not make anything like enough difference in terms of putting money into people's pockets, which then gets spent, to have an effect on the economy. So these business people and we suspect the president, are completely missing the point there about the economic effect, never mind the human effect, the economic effect of a low-wage economy. 
So what do you say to the supporters of this bill? For example, you did concede uh, a few moments ago that uh, Kosato did put pressure on the uh, the apparatus, the legislative apparatus of the country to get this bill passed and signed and so forth. That's a concession from yourself. And yet your general secretary is condemning them for even supporting this idea. I want to read it verbatim and then you can respond to that. He says, and I quote, soft condemns with contempt, the leaders of Kosatu, Fedusa, and Naktu, who negotiated these laws and are still welcoming them on the flimsy argument that at least some workers who are living in abject poverty will be able to live in just slightly less abject poverty, or that anything is better than nothing, close quote. It would appear as though there is a a, a benign concession that there is some good done there, but you, you just can't help but castigate Kasata Fedusa and Nakta. No, there's no contradiction there at all. We have consistently condemned those three federations for agreeing this in, to this in the first place. And the fact that Kasata was panicking because uh, there was a danger that uh, this very, very low minimum even wasn't going to be implemented, then uh, they, they had to start putting pressure on. But it's entirely their own fault that they ended up in that position in the first place by agreeing to this deal. They, uh, they didn't have to. Uh, in Nedlac, there's a negotiating process, but you aren't obliged to reach an agreement. And they could have simply walked out and said, if this is all government and business are prepared to offer, then we want nothing to do with it. We will go back to our members and we will fight for a living wage. But they uh, missed the opportunity to do that and uh, even now are still trying to defend it on all sorts of completely bogus grounds. Yes, a small number of people will be uh, slightly better off, but that's only because they were so badly off before that any improvement will make them a little bit better, but that doesn't in any way make 20 rand an hour an acceptable amount. Rapid fire question, just one last one to let you go. Is it possible that perhaps maybe missing something here? Because three, three of them uh, have agreed, Kasata, Fedusa, Naktu, have agreed unanimously that this is something that is sufficient, at least for now. And you stand alone, swimming against the tide. Is it possible that you are missing the point here? I don't think so. All right. I think large numbers of even members of the unions in Kisatu, Fedusa and Naktu are very unhappy, particularly, I think, when they see the impact of this, which will uh, do absolutely nothing to improve the lives of people. And some trade unions are already reporting that uh, employers in bargaining uh, councils are actually using the minimum wage uh, as uh, a maximum wage. They say, well, the government says we can uh, just pay 20 rounds an hour, so why should we pay any more? Whatever, the, uh, despite the fact that there may well be extra skill required, experience, yeah. danger, um, they will simply say, well, the government says that 20 rand an hour is okay, so why can't we? And uh, it could lead to workers even earning less as a result of deals being negotiated where the union isn't strong enough. And uh, the problem is a lot of workers are not even in unions. All right. Therefore, will be very vulnerable to that. Well, Patrick Craven, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. I appreciate your stance. All right. Patrick Craven is Softest Spokesperson. It's time for the final bulletin for today.